my name is Professor Jen Snowball and what we're going to be talking about now is the minimum wage debate which is an application of the classical labour market. Firstly, let's review a little bit of theory. Remember that the labour market consists of two sides, labour demand and labour supply. Labour is demanded by firms who produce goods and services. Things, certain things affect labour demand. One very important one is the real wage rate. So that's W, the money wage rate, divided by the price. And for firms, there's a negative relationship between the cost of labour, as they see it, the real wage rate, and the quantity of labour that they employ. And this is because they are profit maximizers. So if labour is very expensive, in other words, the real wage rate is very high, then in general, firms will employ fewer workers. If the real wage rate is very low, so it doesn't cost a lot of money to employ more people, then firms um, are able to employ a greater quantity of labour. But it doesn't only depend on that, it also depends on the marginal product of labour. So in other words, how much each worker can produce. But you remember from uh, your previous studies and also from earlier podcasts that the quantity of output that each worker can produce is diminishing. So given that there's a fixed amount of capital equipment and technology, adding more and more workers results in increases in output but by a smaller and smaller amount. So firms have um, the... Firms have the, the idea that they need to maximise their profit and they can do that by employing, uh, wa employing workers until the marginal product of labour is equal to the real wage rate. What about labour supply? Labour is supplied by households and they're making a trade-off between their leisure time, so things they want to do, and income that they can earn if they work. So the real wage rate for households is a positive thing. It's an incentive for them to give up their leisure time in order to earn some money. So when households see high wage rates, that's something positive for them. They're more likely to give up leisure time and earn the money. Uh, when they see low wage rates, they're less likely to work uh, longer hours. Labour market equilibrium is where labour demand is equal to labour supply, so there isn't a shortage, there isn't a surplus, and that will determine the real wage rate in the economy and also the quantity of labour that's employed. Let's remind ourselves of some of the simplifying assumptions of the classical model. The first one is that in the classical model, we're assuming that there isn't going to be long-term structural unemployment. So this was realistic at the time that the classical economists were writing. So the economy is always at full employment, um, and there's no kind of long-term uh, misalignment between quantity of labor and real wage rate. Now, how realistic is this? Well, in some markets, it is quite realistic, but we know that there are uh, legal barriers, like minimum wages, that might change things. So what we're going to do in today's movie is actually to look at what will be the impact if there is a minimum wage. Classical economists also assume that there are no market restrictions preventing prices, including wages, from adjusting to equilibrium. Firms employ labour up to the point where the marginal product of labour is equal to the real wage rate and they don't make economic profits, only normal profits. Uh, you remember from your microeconomics that the difference between normal profits, which is where you're covering your costs, 
and giving some return to your shareholders and monopoly profits or abnormal profits um, is often represented as the difference between perfectly competitive firms, so small firms competing in the market, and what's being uh, earned by monopolies. So when there's only one or oligopolies, a few big firms in the market. So the classical economists were really talking about the decision of firms who were competing in the market with other firms, not about huge monopoly uh, employers. Right, so let's get on to our topic for today then, minimum wages. So a minimum wage is basically a floor price below which it's illegal to employ people. So if there's a minimum wage that's been proposed, like in South Africa, of 3,500 rand a month, what that means is that if you're employing somebody for a normal full-time working week, you can't pay them less than that. Even if they would be prepared to accept less than that, it's illegal to do so. Okay? So if you are an employer who wanted to have a full-time employee, this floor price determines the amount below which you cannot go. Okay. So if the classical model assumptions hold, a minimum wage that's set above equilibrium will actually cause a fall in employment. And this is why there's been so much debate in South Africa about the minimum wage. Will it benefit people by giving them uh, more money that they can use to, to um, spend and provide for their families? Or is it going to cause firms to reduce the number of workers that they employ? So let's have a look at how the labour market looks in equilibrium and with the minimum wage. Firstly, remember that labour demand has a negative relationship with the quantity of labour. So this is because profit-maximising firms employ less labour when it's very expensive, in other words, when the real wage rate is high. Labour supply, on the other hand, has a positive relationship with the real wage rate. This is because households are more likely to trade off their leisure time for income when their income per hour is high. Labour demand and labour supply determine labour market equilibrium. So where labour supply is equal to labour demand, that's what determines the real wage rate. And it also determines the quantity of labour that is employed. A minimum wage rate is set above the equilibrium wage rate. So that would be at some point like this, MW. And you can see immediately that this prevents the labour market from returning to equilibrium. So this gap over here represents the space between the quantity of labour demanded and the quantity of labour supplied. Now you can see that if the wage rate is forced upwards, for example through the minimum wage, the quantity of labour demanded by firms reduces. On the other hand, the quantity of labour supplied by households increases. The gap between labour demand and labour supply, in this case because labour demand is less than labour supply, represents people who are unemployed. So one of the dangers of having a minimum wage that's far above the real wage rate is that it will increase unemployment. So if we have a look at the labour market, we can see that we always have price on the vertical axis, and the same thing is here, 
the price of labor. So that's the real wage. And on the horizontal axis, the quantity of labor that's employed. So as we've just said, labor market equilibrium is determined by the interaction of labor demand and labor supply. So labor demand has this kind of negative slope because what it's showing is that for firms at very high wages, it's too expensive to employ many workers, so they employ uh, fewer of them, so the quantity of labor demanded is low. On the other hand, for households, it's the opposite. So labor supply has got a positive slope, showing you that at high wage rates, households are very happy to um, trade off leisure with income, um, and so they provide more labor. They want to enter the labor market and be employed. And where these two meet, that is labor market equilibrium. Now, if a minimum wage is imposed above labor market equilibrium, then what effect will that have? So you imagine that uh, the minimum wage is somewhere at a higher level than the equilibrium point. So having a look at the diagram, what you can see then is that at a very high wage rate, labor demand is quite low. So firms are saying, well, if we have to pay this wage rate, which is above equilibrium, we can't afford to employ very many people. And so the quantity of labor demanded would fall. On the other hand, households would be very keen to provide labor at this new increased wage rate, and so the quantity of labor supplied would increase. Now, this would lead to a position where labor supply is more than labor demand. So, in other words, you would actually have a drop in employment and you would have an increase in unemployment. What is the case for minimum wages? Well, firstly, Higher wages reduce poverty. We know that. Um, according to uh, Stats SA, more than half of South Africans live below the poverty line. So in other words, they have trouble providing for their everyday um, needs as regards food. Okay? So that's quite a frightening kind of um, uh, statistic. And having a minimum wage, which is sometimes also called a living wage, would be one way of improving the lot of households that were in this position. The other thing is that in South Africa, we have very high levels of income inequality, which is also not good um, for your economy. So if you have a look at the map on the right there, what you'll see is that uh, this is a measure of in income inequality using the Gini coefficient. And the darker red the country is, the bigger is the difference between the low-income households and the highest-income households. And South Africa is one of the most unequal in the world. So the, the, the difference between the, the lowest 10% of households and the top 10% of households in terms of earning is very, very big. So higher wages might actually reduce income inequality, but they would also, so the argument goes, be likely to increase productivity. So it would make workers more productive. And the thinking behind this is that firms would have an incentive to send their workers for training, and they would then be more likely to retain their workers for longer, let them build up skills and experience and so on. And firms would then benefit as well from having more productive workers who could produce more goods and services. Given the unequal power relationships between employers and employees, there's also some debate about whether firms are actually employing 
at the, the profit maximizing position for perfectly competitive firms. So are they actually employing where W over P is equal to the marginal product of labor? Or is it the case that they're making, many firms are making abnormal profits and they could actually afford to share those profits more equitably with workers? So if this is the case, then increasing the minimum wage wouldn't result in a big decrease in uh, employment. All that would happen is that there would be a transfer of profits from the shareholders to the workers, which would solve all kinds of problems like poverty and inequality um, and improve economic growth as well, possibly, by increasing aggregate demand. What about those who argue against minimum wages? The concern is that, especially for small firms, a rise in the real wage rate will reduce labor demand, thus increasing unemployment. And this is especially also for firms who employ unskilled workers. So firms can choose in their production process whether to use more equipment, machinery, technology, or to use more labor. And so the question is whether firms would say, well, labor has become very expensive now, so we'll switch to using more equipment and technology and we'll reduce our number of workers. There's no guarantee that workers in all the areas uh, would be able to increase their productivity enough to offset the increase in the wage rate. And so, especially if you're doing quite a, a menial kind of job, you could be replaced by a machine, or there would just be a reduction in the number of people employed. Um, people could do the work themselves. And this is particularly a worry for the agricultural sector and also for domestic work. The rise in unemployment is going to have a negative effect on economic growth. So if you think of uh, back to your production function in the classical model, remember that in the short run, a very important determinant of GDP is how, much how many workers have been, been employed. So there's no guarantee that workers in all areas would be able to increase their productivity enough to offset uh, the rise in real wage rate, W over P. There may also be then the overall effect, a rise in unemployment, which would reduce economic growth overall. So if you think back to the production function uh, in the classical model, what you would see is that if you employ less labor, then the result would be also a fall in real GDP, which given South Africa's economy at the moment is really the last thing that you want. So we'll have to wait and see what the impact of the minimum wage rate will be on the South African economy.